0: You're looking at the big picture with Edwin Eisentrath on WCPT
1: 820.
0: Well, I promised you a packed, packed show today. And boy, have we had it so far and it's only going to get better Um, because we're going to move over towards Virginia where we have not spent any time and we have a lot to learn. Happily, Carolyn Fidler is joining us. She covers state politics uh, and is focused on, on Virginia for the for the dogwood in Virginia. But, you know, she's also one of the best observers of state legislators around the country, a topic, you know, we talk about a lot. Um, uh, So she has seen the promise of like, you know, better days on offer in, I don't know, Minnesota and the dark tragedy in Ohio, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, you name it, places like her own state of Virginia. Carolyn, welcome. Thank you. So, um, I love that you, I saw your Substack newsletter, the the week <laughs> I, it's I,
1: I'm, I'm a little out of date. I've, I've had a lot going on. I recently mm-hmm. moved, uh, so uh, I'm a little behind. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not paying attention to what's going on very closely, which I very much am. I a lot love of bad things that. keep happening everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some good things. And some good things. But I love that you're paying attention. <laughs> things. You, you know, w- this week, I spent a lot of time on state legislators and this show, um, uh, whether it's the sort of disastrous privatization of schools in Arizona and now recent um. efforts with the Democratic government to limit the damage or the amazing uh. things Michigan has done or the moving from defense uh. to offense in in Wisconsin, you know, um, but we haven't had a chance to talk about Virginia on the show at all. So I'm excited oh. uh, to start there with you. Me too. And and <laughs> I, I mean, Virginia is just different right i mean I, it's a weird state <laughs> in it like every seat in both chambers in the legislature every seat is up this year right
1: yep all 140 100 in the house 40 in the state senate
0: yeah most states don't do it that way they usually stagger terms so that there's some continuity yeah. right and, and the primary season's sure, yeah. already well, begun there
1: oh yeah very much so um a lot of so yeah. every democratic seat sorry every Race, it's more than one Democrat running. They all opted for the state-run primary on June 20th. Uh, some, some Republican primaries are happening on June 20th, but a lot of Republicans opted to uh, nominate through, uh, well, less small-D Democratic means. They opted for, like, firehouse primaries or conventions, which just by their very nature draw fewer voters, uh, which is unfortunate for, you know, democracy. But that's, you know, everyone gets to decide how they want to choose their own party's nominee, and that is how it works, and that is okay.
0: Yeah for for those of, of us in the upper midwest where we don't have that quite uh quite a system um what you're talking about is just there are different ways parties can nominate and it's not just primaries yes. they can actually yes. opt exactly. for some other it's, methods
1: they have yeah. they have local <clears> conventions which are just like statewide conventions just much smaller or they have what they call firehouse primaries which are basically sort of a a a, a period of hours over the course of a day where people can just show up and cast their ballots at a few locations in a district. Um, but again, because fewer fewer about fewer places to vote, less time to vote than on a, like a normal state-run primary day, means fewer people are available to participate in the process. But anyway, you're right. The, the process is underway. A lot of Republican nominees have already been selected. And um, even though during the General Assembly session earlier this year, Republicans tried very, very hard to stay away from the issue of reproductive rights. And, No one else is paying attention. Uh, The governor keeps talking about how he wants to ban abortion at 15 weeks and abortion keeps coming up in these primaries on the Republican side. So far Republicans saying that they are harder on abortion than their opponent is, it is very much an issue in this year's elections. Reproductive rights are very much on the ballot in Virginia this year.
0: Yeah. Virginia is going to be so important. um, And I guess you're going to get a lot of attention. I mean, it's a, I think, still a purplish state. or, or It is, or, it is. I mean, it, or, or a red and blue state with no mix. I can't really tell. Um,
1: I would I would argue that, like, a lot of people were saying it was blue. It was blue. It was blue. I would always argue that it was never as blue as a lot of D.C. pundits claimed it was. And then 20, 2021 was a rude awakening to so a lot of people. It was not a huge shock, um, but... I think gradually Virginia is definitely getting bluer as long as I've been involved in politics there, which is longer than I yep. care to admit. But it's definitely getting more progressive. Um, but calling a blue state is 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 incorrect at at this point for sure.
0: Well, I, I know that our Washington pundits get many things wrong, and and you know maybe <laughs> they get Virginia more wrong than most because they can. At what was it that Sarah Palin said? They can see it from their backyard, you know. It's like
1: that's exactly it's right, there. right. Oh, it's
0: right there, but the little piece they see is not quite the whole state, you know.
1: Right, they see Northern Virginia, which is very much not representative of 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 the state as a whole. Which I grew yes. up in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, and it's a very different place than Northern Virginia for sure.
0: Yeah, Northern Virginia is suburban Washington D.C. So let's be that's honest, exactly it's right. not. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so the whole state, so so your governor, Glenn Youngkin, wins an election over a former governor, and the country uh-huh. flips out thinking uh, it's a huge change. I think that uh, your former governor did not run a very good campaign. Um, and he did not. I have,
1: I, have, I have so much affection for, for Terry as a human, and he did a great yep. job as governor when he was governor, but you're right. That campaign was not executed in a way that would that, that would produce a victory, and it did not for him. And Youngkin was, you know, had a great opportunity presented to him with parental frustration after the pandemic, and he just capitalized it on it, like just really effectively. And you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give him props for that, even though I disagree with everything he stands for. So,
0: <laughs> and, and this, this post pandemic frustration of parents, I think has led the GOP into enormously dangerous territory for them but for but for all of us really um as opponents of public education broadly
1: no definitely they they were like oh homeschooling everyone experienced it and then like everyone realized it's it's very difficult but it gave it gave you know parents a window into education that they did not have previously And, you know, during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, people were very, very scared. And being scared is not fun. So it's much easier to get angry or upset or to direct your fear and general poor demeanor at something that is not you or what's going on in your vicinity. You direct it at schools or whatever is making you mad today. It's just much easier than sitting around and feeling scared and feeling worried and uncertain and not knowing what the future will bring. So... Uh, Young can tapped into that so effectively, and Republicans are trying to, but that moment has passed, and they just have gone so hard into cultural war things that no one else really cares about. Like, they're going after drag shows, and RuPaul's Drag Race is one of the most popular shows on TV. They just don't understand what's going on in America.
0: So in, in Vir- the Virginia legislature, have they, like other Republican legislatures, have they gone, you know, abortion, guns, gay rights, the democracy itself— are they are they following that playbook that's being fo- that's being executed in a lot of states?
1: Well, they they, they might, but they can't because uh, because when Yunkin won the governorship in twenty one, Republicans narrowly flipped the state house from Democratic back to Republican control, but Democrats still had majority control of the state senate, so that keeps like really extreme things from from passing in Virginia and uh, and and even like because it's an election year. Uh, The the Republican leadership in the state house where Republicans have majority control, they wouldn't even like debate any abortion bills on the floor. They would not like schedule any of those bills for for, for debate in committee even because they did. They are afraid. They saw what happened in 22. They are terrified of reproductive rights being on the ballot this year, which it very much is. So they wanted to not talk Mm. about it. They wanted to keep people from they wanted to keep Republicans from having something you know, hanging around their necks like a big old anti-choice albatross. And uh, so they try to keep their members from voting on it, but it's coming up in primaries. It's going to be a major issue on the campaign trail this year. And as much as Republicans are afraid of it, they they wouldn't even debate it. They wouldn't even not just vote on it. They would not even like consider it in the House because Republicans know it's a losing issue for them, not just in Virginia, but everywhere, but including Virginia.
0: And, your governor is dancing with the idea of positioning himself such that if Mr. Trump is, you know, in jail and can't run for president, that he might be available. <laughs> might <laughs> might be available as a softer version of Ron DeSantis.
1: That's exactly right. He wants to be a likable Ron DeSantis, even though he doesn't he doesn't know how to be that bad. Like, honestly, Glenn Youngkin, bless his heart, he is not the cleverest tool in the shed to mix metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to keep himself in the conversation. He released, his pack released an ad this week that notoriously involved image of the Italian military as opposed to, you know, American. Uh, but he wants, he wants really? to be in of the pres- 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 presidential cover. Yeah, he, really, he released an ad this week that had military imagery in it, but it turned out to be of uh, folks in Italy, <laughs> um, it was they re-recorded it and re-released it, but oh well. Um, no, he wants to be a part of the conversation. He wants to. He wants to be a big fish, and he doesn't understand that he is a bit of a one-off. Um, in Virginia, I don't. I I don't think I've watched a lot of politicians come and go through Virginia over the years. I don't think he has a real future in politics. You know, famous last words. I know. I just jinx myself but I am not convinced this guy has a huge future in politics. Yeah.
0: You, can't you run have term in Virginia because, right.
1: well, in Virginia, yeah, Virginia has this weird thing where you can't, you can run for reelection, but not for consecutive terms, which is how Kerry mm-hmm. ran for reelection last go round. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's hard. It's hard to make a big impact and you have to go really hard out of the gate. If you want to do it as a governor in Virginia and Glenn Youngkin didn't know how to do that, um, but he's trying his best.
0: <laughs> are Democrats organized in Virginia as they are in Michigan and Wisconsin and tr- now trying to be in Georgia? I mean, I'm sorry, in North Carolina um, and are in Georgia. I mean, are, De- are Democrats organized in Virginia?
1: That's a really great question. Uh, yes, they are very well organized in Virginia. There have been some leadership turnovers in the legislature and in those committees that elect state legislators. Um, but there are also a lot of really uh, active and uh uh, just really well-connected groups in Virginia now that are doing a lot of this on-the-ground, like deep canvassing, a lot of mm-hmm. voter outreach that is completely separate from the state party and whatever sort of you know upheaval the caucus might be having. There are a lot of groups in Virginia that um, really, a lot of them came about just before or shortly after Trump got elected. It really, his election was obviously terrible, but it did galvanize a lot of progressives to get their acts together in ways they hadn't before. And those groups are still doing really good work in Virginia, and they're going to be real difference makers in this year's elections there, for sure.
0: Carolyn, I, I think that what happened on the, uh, on the Democratic progressive side of America after Trump's election was nothing short of a miracle. The numbers, have, I mean, <laughs> starting with the Women's March, right, which was like the biggest yeah. turnout in the history of our country. And then just fabulous organizations, whether it's Swing Left or the National Democratic Training Committee, you know, just just Uh infrastructure that that people said, I'm not waiting for the parties. We are just going to get organized. We will work with local parties everywhere. And and to their credit, in some states, the local parties have really upped their game. But people have just said, yeah, you know what? Republicans may have had a 20 year organizing advantage, but in five years we are going to catch up. And sure enough, all over the country, you know, I mean, Michigan fixed, Wisconsin, possibly (laughs) just, you know, one of the worst places for Democrats in the country um, on its way to coming back. Uh, uh, North Carolina, new energy right now, organizing in all 100 counties. I mean, I just think we are, the the ordinary citizens have said, yeah, quit bullying us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Now, as someone who's been paying attention to state politics, you know, way before it was cool, it was so heartening after 2016 to see all these, like, groups pop up and suddenly One start working on state legislative races and caring about these down-ballot elections, not just state-led stuff like school boards and everything else. And it's been it's been amazing to see. And, like, not all these groups lasted a lot. We're just like, oh, we're angry. We want to do something. But a lot have lasted or, like, morphed or rol- been rolled into other organizations and there's there's more passion, more excitement, more just people paying attention to state legislative races now than like I, I have I have ever seen. And it's very cool. Um, it very, it's it's going to be a long cool. decade, too. We just we just went through a round of redistricting yep. and, and North, you were just talking about North Carolina. We're going to go through another round there, which is going to make North Carolina even worse than it is now somehow. But it yep. will happen. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> but um, we are at the beginning of the decade. We just went through a round of redistricting. So um, the thing about redistricting, yes, Republicans controlled it, most of it this time around. Not as much as they did last decade, which was devastating for Democrats at the state level and Congress for the same reason, redistricting. But um, we, we, we are here now. This is the beginning of the redistricting decade is always an idea for the party out of power. Like Democrats are not a great place now because Republicans controlled so much redistricting. But the thing is, over the course of a decade, people move. Patterns change. And because Republicans gerrymander so hard when they don't actually have majorities in these states, these 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 gerrymandered districts actually are more fragile than they seem on paper over years. It's going to take a while. And this is not sexy talk because we're talking like. You know, six years away. But these these seats will become more democratic over time. So, um, you know, it's stuck with me in a little while, and uh, <laughs> it'll be a different conversation in some of these states.
0: Yeah, and well, I and mean, some. I mean, we have a hope in Wisconsin that the new Supreme Court will deem the maps that the oh last unconstitutional, and we may not have to wait uh, six years. But I agree with you. In most oh. states, uh, it's a disaster, and it's going to stay that way for a while
1: um sometimes when i get I, sad I, I think about i think about this the wisconsin state supreme court race and i get happy again it just it makes me feel good when i when i'm feeling down it's a good day <laughs> uh, yeah
0: well when you're feeling when, when you're feeling good look at what texas did this week to uh give itself the right to uh com- just throw out the votes in houston yes but talk yes. about uh, that i mean, like i, I haven't texas- talked about that yet with everybody
1: but you're right. It's uh, Texas is well on its way to like not being a small D democracy. It's trying really hard.
0: I want to ask you about uh, something that's in our constitution. The constitution mm-hmm. says that you can be a state, but you we but but to be a state in the United States, you have to have a republican form of government, and they describe mm-hmm. what it is. Some of our mm-hmm. states are flirting with no longer being a republican form of government. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. that's litigation that no one's ever looked at and it's a big and frightening but
1: y- is, people want to throw democracy it's away very
0: political you know
1: yeah right yeah it's a dicey thing though because courts hate dipping into what they call political questions and even though that's in the constitution debating like what come what what crosses certain lines there is generally regarded by courts as a a political question oh fun fact about me i went to law school with matt gates of florida's first district
0: you have my deepest sympathies
1: thank you yes he is a bad man he wasn't he was pretty he was pretty anodyne back then he was just your normal entitled you know white guy whose parents were rich or whatever but yeah he's he's bad
0: i like that word anodyne I like that word a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's just, not. Like, by the was, way, for those I mean, of you who are listening, it's not one side of a battery. That's a different word. <laughs> this word just means like bland and not a problem. You know?
1: Yeah, he was. He was just another entitled white guy in law school, but uh, yeah. got much. Honestly, if he hadn't run for the Florida State House, you know, back in I don't know, was it 2010, 2012, one of those, yep. I would have forgotten he yep. existed. But here we are. Huh here we
0: are. Well, so so you know, you're speaking to an audience mostly in the upper Midwest and we talk about states but again, Virginia's not been on our radar screen. What are like the three most important things that we ought to know about Virginia? And you know, I'm in a state that is, you know, fairly solidly blue and people in Chicago all the time make decisions about, you know, who do I like I I get with swing left and I volunteer in this place or I, you know, f- uh, send a check to the Wisconsin Dems. What do they need to know about Virginia? What
1: well, they need to know about Virginia is that there are a lot of ways to make a difference there and a very direct difference because a fun fact about Virginia is that in terms of campaign finance, it's, it's a little bit Wild West-ish. Uh, there are no, every, everything in Virginia is like full disclosure. I mean, whenever you donate, it's going to be posted online. It's full disclosure, full sunlight, but no limits. So, uh, And coordination is completely legal. So, um, Which which actually kind of goes back to the 2016-17 thing when all these groups popped up and wanted to participate in state-led elections. They all got involved in Virginia in 2017, which was great. But then they wanted to get involved in other states the next year, and it was much more complicated because every state has its own set of campaign finance laws, its own election rules, et cetera. It's much more complicated than just being involved in a U.S. House race or playing by one set of rules there. But what they should know is that they should cut checks to – Sister District is a great group that's very active in Virginia this year. I love those folks. They're very um, they're very smart about how they deploy their resources and their money. Uh, the state party is run by Susan Sucker right now, who is very, very smart and has worked with, a, with a state lawmakers there for years, has great – Relationships with their, with them and knows what it means to win a majority in the legislature. So the state party is a great place to send your resources if folks are interested in helping out, which Democrats definitely need help in Virginia. <laughs> um, a lot of people got really uh, disillusioned after uh, Yunkin won, unfortunately everyone thought that virginia was blue and everyone was happy and then it wasn't and then everyone got sad even though i would argue it was never blue in the first place but yes state party the state caucus again sister district great group uh dlcc uh is the party uh, organization that elects state legislators all across the country but of course they're very focused on virginia this year it is not the only game in town there are some other states like new jersey with legislative elections but no one's worried about losing the democratic majority in new jersey Let's be real. So Virginia is, is, is the hottest game in town. And uh, anyone who lives in a safely blue place who wants to help out should definitely take a really hard look at Virginia. A lot of great candidates there. Um, this is the first election there after redistricting. So new districts for everybody. It's a little, it's slightly Wild westish in terms of like, you know, a lot of people are just running in brand, everyone's running in brand new districts. No one district, no one's district has the exact constituents it had last time around. So. Oh, that's good. It's, that's uh, interesting. It's a fun time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyone who's well, incumbent isn't actually an incumbent. They just have part of their old district a little bit. Yep.
0: Yep. That's always interesting. Really interesting. Okay. So that's Virginia. And I hope people who are listening, you know, if they're interested, you, you got a list here of ways to be helpful. And I'll uh, tweet out some of them uh, after. Um, let me go back to just get your take on Texas for one second, because while you and I are talking, their legislature is voting to abolish the Harris County Election Administrator, and that's that yep. is you know Houston. They're they're giving the the they're giving you know the Republican uh, uh, b- basically the equivalent of a of a uh, Secretary of State the right to say mm, you know what. I don't. I think there was something wrong, so we're going to throw out this election. We do it. Yep. I mean, I, yep. I, I. I don't. This is. Um, uh, uh, it's diabolical. I, it's. It's. I don't. And it's I, really I, sneaky. Maybe in maybe you know in sort of uh, Jim Crow America, we had something like this. But it's but now we didn't even we had people not allowed to vote, but we've not had a a situation where they just said, yeah, you can vote. But really, you know, F off. We don't care what your vote is, which doesn't matter. It's it's just a sham.
1: Um, When the big big anti-voting law like passed there a couple of years ago, there were a lot of provisions in there. People were very upset about. But the one but one of the provisions that people didn't, didn't talk about. And this actually also happened in the. Big controversial Georgia uh, election law as well. The, these states are these Republicans are getting very very clever. They hate that cities tend to be very progressive and democratic, even when a state is very Republican, and they really don't like cities having all this power. Um, so, this is, in Georgia. The new election, newish election law, also allows the state to disband local election boards and replace them with people of their own choosing and to question votes and challenge votes and throw out votes kind of at whim. And it is very on small D democratic and, um, yeah, is going to get it, things in Georgia and Texas are going to get much worse before they get better. I'm so sorry. I hate saying that out loud, but it because it makes me sad, but I think things are going to get worse before they get better in those places.
0: Well, I think things are going to get better everywhere. Um, uh, I think we've moved from I guess I
1: started Virginia politics twenty years ago. I know things are gonna get better. I just it's yeah. just gonna take a long time and be really painful it's take along a the way.
0: We get but we I think we are moving from defense to offense everywhere now. Um and I agree I think this the, the, the coalition that's made up of people like you and like me who worry a lot about the democracy. That's not that big, but it's but it's strong. The coalition of people who the, the, the group of people who honestly for whom uh, reproductive choice is their most important issue is huge. The coalition of people who are interested in civil rights very big. Young people who care about the environment huge. All of the all of us have common cause here.
1: Yes, and the kids care. Man, the kids care. Like kids, you know, I'm I I, I I am I am not a Gen Zer. <laughs> I am definitely a bit older. And and the kids these days care, and it's. I, I hate that they have to care so much. I feel like their lives should be much easier. But Republicans are not. They're are not going to get this generation of voters at all ever. Like no, they are They're not. using they're using the youth, which is why they're trying to outlaw like voting on college campuses and whatnot. Like they know the kids are not 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 in their corner.
0: Yeah, you know that there are why they over hearing, five million why exactly kids why in there, there are over five million Sorry. kids in college. There are over five yes. million students in colleges who today are having their right to vote threatened by legislation. Yep. Five million—that's correct. In states that matter, you know. Yep. Um, so uh, this is a this is a a, a dark time, but um i think we get through it and i I hope we get through it before the republicans actually light the match that they're holding over the burning you know over the pyre that they've poured the gasoline on because if they actually throw the match in and decide they're going to just throw out everybody's votes um we're going to have a big fire for sure um they're the ones who are going to get swept away but it's going to be ugly
1: Right, but, like, people shouldn't have to go through that. I
0: totally agree. <laughs> we, we we one civil war is
1: enough this, for this a country. That's not how this should work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things yeah. should not get right. worse before they get better, but they're going to get worse before they get better.
0: Uh, well, that's got to be the last word, Carolyn. I really appreciate our conversation. I hope we do it again. <laughs> and I hope that I would uh, like this. Not there's go more back light. It's a way. down <laughs> note. Well, it's all right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate <laughs> Thank catching you. up. I appreciate it. Yep.
1: Yes, this is super fun. Thank you.
0: Yep. All right, everybody, that uh, is Carolyn Fiddler who covers uh, state politics, focused on Virginia now for the dogwood. But she is also a very, as you can tell, uh, keen um, observer of what's going on in state legislatures around the country.